Welcome, everybody, to Fish Believe, a podcast about fishermen, but also known as the world's greatest liars. I'm your host, Jonah Schweitzer. Thank you for joining us today. Each week, me and a guest have discussed some of our favorite fishing experiences, and then you, the listener, get to believe us or not. So this week is going to be kind of a combo episode. Um, We've been trying to keep with one or two fish species per episode so far with this podcast, but today we'll be talking about a group of fish that I is very near and dear to my heart, uh, fish with teeth. So when I say fish with teeth, I'm talking about the walleye, the northern pike, and the muskie. Now, the northern pike is my all-time favorite fish, and a lot of times when people ask me what my favorite animal is, I even say the northern pike. So it's very special to me in my heart. It's my first fish that I really, um, once I started how to learn how to fish, they were the first fish that I really dedicated my time to and uh, tried to learn all I could. And I still to this day fish for them all the time as much as I can. And they're just my favorite fish to go after and to catch. And it's uh, quite a great experience to go after them because I don't have them right here. So I have to at least travel at least an hour um, to the, the northern Tippecanoe River to find northern pike and then I travel up to Wisconsin to where my family has land and that's where I learned to grow up grow up and uh, fish for them up there but to kind of introduce them as fish species so the walleye is one of the most stocked fish in the world they actually are the most stocked fish in Indiana I don't have the exact number but I was just taking a class where I actually they looked at the numbers of stocked fish and they're the most popular fish in Indiana where fishermen want them to keep being stocked because um, every year the Indiana DNR does a survey about what fish people want stocked and the walleye has topped that list the last three years so very popular fish not only in uh, Indiana but also in America and Canada where they're native pretty much to the northern states so Minnesota Wisconsin um, North Dakota South Dakota and then they're kind of native to the southern parts of Canada and some of the bigger lakes up in Canada they're native to. But they're native to the Great Lakes region, as are uh, the muskie. The muskie is very, uh, pretty much all, only in the Great Lakes region. And they're not native to Indiana, actually, but they have been stocked throughout Indiana because of their popularity as a sport fish. So uh, for any of you guys who haven't heard about a muskie before, they can grow absolutely gargantuan the the world record muskie was 70 pounds almost 70 pounds and they can grow to be 50 to 60 inches long and these fish are massive and i've gotten a i've gotten the pleasure of catching uh, two of them before and they're called the fish of 10,000 casts because they're so hard to catch and just so smart that they say it takes 10,000 casts to catch them so uh, they're native to the Great Lakes, but they just have these huge, massive, gnarly teeth and are just such a such a thrill when you see one and when you catch one. Um, as for the northern pike, uh, their name kind of speaks for themselves. Uh, northern pike, um, the northern part of it, they're, they're basically native to almost all of the countries um, in Europe and North America in the northern part of the northern hemisphere here. So they... They used to be uh, long ago when all the continents were together. They and then they split. So we have some in um, we have some here in North America, and then we and then there's some over in Europe and Russia and uh, Mongolia and stuff like that, where they they are just they split and they're the same species, but they're a little different in terms of genetics and uh, their patterns are just a tad different here and there, but still the same fish overall. And I like to keep track with how many fish are caught over there and in Europe and everything. And it's pretty interesting to see them catch a fish has a different pattern than one in America here. So 
Uh, very interesting for the Northern Pike. They're my favorite one to go after, like I mentioned before. Uh, Indiana, cool. Indiana is cool because it's the southernmost tip of their of their native range. So they're native to pretty much all of Canada and a lot of the northern states, states just like walleye. Um, and then their um, Indiana is the southernmost point of their native range. They have been stocked in some other states, but they uh, they are mainly just up in the northern uh, northern part of the north uh, North America. And all three of these fish, the walleye, the pike, and the muskie, they're all predator fish. So people catch them on lures a lot of times. Walleye kind of focus more on minnows and smaller perch species. But the northern pike and the muskie, they have huge mouths that they can open up. And there's been pictures online. And some people have caught northern pike that have bass in their stomachs that are like 15 inches long. And even muskies sometimes... We went to a bait shop in Wisconsin this winter, and we saw one of the baits for a muskie, and the bait was 20 inches long just for a muskie. But these fish eat them because they can, and those big fish only really want big meals. Um, one time I was talking to a muskie fisherman, and he told me this thing. He goes, if a lion was going after a rabbit or a gazelle and had the equal chance to go after both of them, why would he go after a rabbit? He's going to go after the gazelle because it has more food and it's going to give him more energy. And then he said the same thing applies to muskie. If you give them a small lure or you give them a big lure and they bite the lure, why would they go after the small one when they have the big one? Because the big one's going to taste better for them. So um, a lot of times muskie anglers will say go big or go home for the muskie where the biggest baits are going to catch the biggest fish. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but like I said, they're the fish of 10,000 casts, so um, it's kind of just a, a guessing game at that point. Um, Northern pike are kind of, they're kind of, uh, you can fish them smaller lures. They don't get quite as big as muskie, but some northern pike up in Canada can reach 50 inches, but they're normally caught in the 20 to 30 inch range. There's quite a bit that do get bigger than that, but an average pike is probably about 25 inches, while an average muskie is probably about 40 inches. Um, but without further ado, I'd like to get into my stories. I'm going to go uh, walleye and then pike and then muskie. Um, I'm going to keep it to one story per fish. Um, but I, oh man, I really, these are some of the stories that have stick, stuck with me my whole life. The walleye and the pike one are kind of more older stories. And then the muskie one is uh, a recent story that happened this summer. Um, but I'll go ahead and start off with the pike story. And the pike story is probably my most unbelievable fishing story. So it, it, if you guys wanted one to question and to, to question if it's a real story and if it actually happened, then this is the one that you're going to question a lot. So um, like I kind of mentioned earlier, my family has a fishing cabin up in Wisconsin and so up there there's lakes and rivers all around where we stay and we went to the river this one day and so we were floating down the river with our cousins we're floating in inner tubes and I'm sitting in the inner tube and I'm casting my lure and I'm fishing and it's a real hot summer day and I decided to get in the water and actually have my whole body in the water so I was kind of in maybe belly button deep water and I'm casting and just enjoying the beautiful day and I I cast up to this tree and I, I will never forget this next couple minutes that happened in my life. So I, I cast it up to this tree and as soon as I reeled in my lure, as soon as I started reeling it in, 
this massive flash of just green just jumped out and I knew it had my lure. I almost didn't even feel it. Um, that just like grabbed it and then whatever grabbed it, I knew it was big and it took off down river with the current. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this is. Don't know what it could be. But at the time I was fishing for smallmouth bass. So I wasn't using what they call a leader, which a leader is like a piece of metal that it's a long skinny piece of metal that you'd attach to your fishing lure. And it prevents big fish like pike and muskie from biting your line in half because they have the sharp teeth that if they sliced your line, it's just going to cut your line and you're never going to see that fish again and you're never going to see that lure again. So I was fishing for smallmouth bass. So I was kind of nervous as soon as this big fish got on because I was like, if this is a pike or a muskie, I might be in trouble here. So like I said, I cast it up to that tree and a big flash of green grabbed it and headed down current. So I'm fighting this thing and I didn't have very strong line on. I think it was only eight or 10 pound line. And I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to be good. And so I'm looking at my cousin. I'm like, guys, I have a big fish on. I don't know what it is. And so it came to the top of the, it came to the top of the water and I saw the pattern of, it and I realized, oh my gosh, this is a Northern Pike. This is the biggest Northern Pike I've ever seen in my life. And I've, I've fished for them my whole life. It was huge. I, I still have never seen one to this day, a Northern Pike that was this big. I've caught some muskies that have been bigger than my biggest pike, which my biggest pike is 30 inches. But to this day, this was the biggest Northern Pike I've ever seen on the Namakegan River up in Northern Wisconsin. So he came to the top of the surface and he kind of swam and showed me his pattern. So he showed me that it was a pike and I, immediately I got super excited because they're my favorite fish to catch. And I wasn't really fishing for him that day. I was fishing for smallmouth. So I got super excited. I'm fighting him. And now that it's a pike, I'm like, oh, I am really, really, really nervous that it's going to bite my line and I'm never going to see this fish again. So I'm fighting with my cousin. My cousin's running over to grab the net and he's running to the, running to the inner tubes and he's going to have to run back. And by the time he was running back, this fish comes out of the water very slowly. It's not like a fish jumps out of the water and he jumps really quickly and makes a big splash. But this one, he stuck his head out of the water. So stuck his like, I could see like his bottom lip, basically. He stuck his head out of the water and fish don't have eyelids. But I swear to you, this northern pike winked at me, got his eye out of the water, just one eye, and then winked at me and then decided to and just sliced my line right in front of me, and then I never saw him ever again. And at that point, my heart just sank. But I was also just straight amazed at what had just happened, because I know fish don't have eyelids, but I saw him wink at me. I saw him take his whole face out of the water and wink at me and then slice my line. And to this day, I've never ever had a pike that big on my line and I I think that fish kind of cursed me I think that wink was a curse um and I still I still to this day will forever see that exact spot in the river where I was and I go there every year and I try to catch him again that same fish but he's never there I always catch smaller ones there but not the big one and it was just something that's going to stick with me my whole life and I've never had another fish wink at me yet I've had some fish do some other things where a bass will jump out of the water and like spit my lure far away, but I've never had a fish wink at me other than that fish. So that, I don't know. I'm a fisheries student, but I know fish don't have eyelids, but I still to this day don't know how that was even possible. Um, so for my walleye story, my, there's not a lot of walleye around here in Lafayette, Indiana. So I, um, 
when I go up north, I try to really make the most of my time up there to try to catch walleye. So I think when I was a freshman in high school, I went up north to this resort for a week with my buddy, and we were fishing off of his boat, and I never caught a walleye before. So we managed to catch a couple small ones just so I could get that off my chest and say, hey, I caught a walleye, but, you know, a couple smaller ones here and there. We uh, wanted to catch a bigger one. Um, but the thing about walleye is that they are very, very smart. They're not as they're not as picky as a pike or a muskie, but the walleyes are just so smart. Like there's some days where you can catch a hundred of them, and then there's some days where you'll know exactly where they are and you'll see them in the water, and then they just won't bite your lure, they won't bite your bait at all. They're just sometimes they're just they're very finicky is the right word for them, um, but also cunning. Like they're just smart. They just find places to hide, and you know one time they might like one color of a lure, and the other time they might like another color. They're just very smart. So. Um, catching a big one is a really, really big deal. So I think it was four or five days into our trip and we still hadn't caught a big walleye. Like even as a group, I think we had five or six of us up there with his, his dad and his grandpa and his brother. So we hadn't caught a big walleye. I think 21 inches was the best one we had, but that's not super big. That's, that's a good fish, but not super big. Walleyes can get to be about 30 inches, but we were looking for one around 20, 26 to 30 inches in that size range. And so we're fishing and cool thing about walleyes is they basically have night vision. They have this thing in their light in their eyes called tapetum lucidium. And it it's very like sensitive to light. So they don't come up shallow very often during the day. But then once it turns to night, they come up shallow and they feed and they are very more active at night than they are during the day. So we were fishing in the dark and we weren't doing so well. We had caught a couple little fish here and there and it was a full moon. I'll always remember that full moon I'm looking up and I, we don't even need like headlamps or flashlights or anything just because the moon is lighting up the entire lake for us so we're just kind of fishing we're sitting there on the boat and uh that we're letting the current take us and drag us around and I looked at my phone just immediately like I looked at my phone and it said 10:59, and I was like okay I'm gonna put it away when it gets 11 so I put my phone away as soon as it turned 11 and almost immediately as I put my phone in my pocket my line just like went straight and it just went completely straight and it felt like I had hooked onto just like a tree or just a rock. Like it felt so heavy. And I was like, oh man, I'm snagged. I don't know what to do. I'd already lost a lure today. I don't want to lose this hook and this weight too. And so then I kind of st sit up and I grab my rod a little tighter. And then all of a sudden it starts moving. The line starts moving. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way I actually have a fish right now. So... I was not expecting anything this big to hit, and it was dark, which to me is one of my most favorite times to fish is in the night, because in the night, you really don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what's going to bite, and you really don't know what kind of fish it is until you have it in the net and you have a light on it. So it kind of brings that excitement out in you that you don't know what you're catching until you get it right in front of you. So this fish was so heavy. I was using eight pound line because we we're just fishing for tiny little walleye. And I couldn't move this thing. It felt like just a giant log that was just moving in the water and doing whatever it wanted. So it's nighttime. Everybody flips on their light because they know I have a big fish. So they're all excited. They're all like, oh my gosh, when are we going to see it? What are we going to do? And we've got our lights in the water. And this fish finally gets tired after about five minutes. And, and then he finally comes to the top of the water. And we get all, we have all of our lights on. And we try to light it where the fish is. And that fish comes up and we see the side of the fish. And walleyes are kind of gold, kind of goldish yellow. And so when it came to the water, 
came to the top of the water, his gold flashed back at the light and it was just like, it just lit up. Like the light was everywhere and everybody was, oh, huge walleye, huge walleye. And I just, as soon as I saw it, my heart started pumping because the fish doesn't, for fishing, it's kind of weird because for the, if you're hooked into something, it doesn't feel real until you see it basically. So if you had a fish hooked and you don't see it and it gets off, you're kind of like, oh, well, I mean, that sucks. It felt like a big fish, but there's really no way to know what it was. So it doesn't bother you as much. But once you see that fish and you know how big it is and you have it hooked, then it gets even more personal when you lose it. So now at this point, my heart is pumping. We saw the fish and it's, it's huge. It's massive. Biggest walleye I've ever seen. And I've got it hooked and it's getting a little tired. And so my buddies are getting the net. They're getting in position and it finally gets tired. And I'm finally dragging it as slow as I can. So it doesn't snap my line and we get it in the net and it is just pandemonium. All, all five of us in the boat are jumping up and down, screaming, high five and hugging each other. Just the biggest walleye of the trip and the biggest fish of the trip even. It was bigger than any pike or any muskie we caught that trip. It turned out it was a 27-inch walleye uh, that was 9 pounds, which is just huge. Just an absolute tank of a walleye. It was just so thick around, so gorgeous, so gold, and it was just unbelievable. I hope to one day have enough money to stuff that fish because it was just huge, and we got some great pictures of it, and we got good measurements of it, so we were able to um, maybe possibly get it stuffed someday for taxidermy. So to finish up, um, I'll go with my most recent story, which is, um, one that to me is unbelievable just because of how it happened and what I had to go through to do it. Um, I was working up in Michigan this summer. I don't know if you really call it work actually. Um, but I was with Purdue university and I was being a TA up in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for wildlife, fisheries, and forestry students. So I was TAing for them while they were taking some summer classes up there. And so in my downtime, I'd go fishing. So this time it was a Saturday, and I got a bunch of downtime on a Saturday. So me and my friends, um, we had a kayak, and then we had a canoe. And so we made, we were like, okay, there's this lake that's not far from us, and it's a musky lake, but it's not very big. So it was about 80 acres, I think, how big it was. And we knew there were muskies in there because I had caught my very first muskie there uh, the year before. So we knew there were muskies in there, and we were pretty excited to do it. So we, we went with the sole mission of catching a muskie. Muskie mission is what we called it. So I was in my kayak, and my friends were in the canoe. And this lake is kind of like a bowl, but kind of shaped like a fat, like, capital L. So it kind of had a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a turn to it at one point, a little bit of a point, um, at one part of the lake. And so I started off on the left side of the lake and then my buddy started on the right side of the lake. And we were planning to fish each side of the lake and then we would uh, meet up in the middle and talk about how it's going. And so I don't have any fish. I don't see any fish. Again, the muskies are the fish of 10,000 casts. So I had I had a couple things I was throwing at them, a couple big lures, a couple small lures, trying to mix it up to see what they would bite. And then I start seeing some perch, start a little little perch, and I started catching a couple little perch on the smaller lures. And then I threw that little lure into that school of perch, and then there was a muskie sitting under the perch that came out and grabbed my tiny lure on my tiny pole and then just took off and snapped my line. And at that point, I was just crushed, just absolutely crushed that this had happened. And, you know, I was really finding it hard to really kind of reconnect my thoughts and to 
refocus myself at that point, which muskies require like the most focus you can just because of how, how smart they are and how smart you have to be to catch one and how on your game you have to be. So met up with my friends and turns out they had actually lost one too, which was a really good sign. And um, it was a good sign because muskies are really hard to catch. And if you have two, some days like even professional muskie anglers, they will, they will count it a good day if you actually see a fish sometimes. So it, it was good that we had already had two bite and there was many more muskies in the lake. So we were really hoping that we would actually hook up with one. So we get on, they go the other side and I go to the side that they fished and there's a really the only tree that's in the whole lake. Um, this is a big, big tree that fell in and it's almost fully in the lake. I, I don't know how long it would be, but it's probably a 50 foot tree, just a huge tree that's all the way falling out into the middle of the lake. And so I cast uh, my lure and I cast it all the way up in the corner where the tree kind of meets the shore. And I knew that it, the shore had kind of dropped off. So I knew it was about two feet there right by the tree. And then as soon as I, I cast my lure and it makes a big splash. And then as soon as I start reeling my lure in, I see this massive splash just come out from the tree. And I what's crazy is that, like I said, with my walleye, like I felt that walleye hit and it felt like a, it was a brick or a log or a rock or something. It felt huge, but I cast it up to that tree and then I saw the wake and the big splash of the fish going after this, but I didn't really feel it. And I was so surprised. I didn't feel it. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this fish has it or if he missed it or what happened. And then and then I kind of made the decision because I saw the wake of the fish. It looked like it was swimming towards me. So that made me think, okay, this fish probably has my lure and I just need to set the hook even though I don't feel it. And so that's what I did. I set the hook so hard and that's when I felt it. When I set the hook, I felt it and that fish felt absolutely huge. Like he, I was in my kayak pointed at the tree and I set the hook. I felt my kayak jump like three feet forward. Like it was that it felt like I was hooking into the whole earth. And once I did that, I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way that this is actually happening. This is, this is huge. It has to be huge. And so the water in this lake was very, very clear. And this fish is still swimming towards me. Like he's still swimming towards me. So I'm not really fighting this fish. He's not pulling me or anything, but he's swimming towards me. And this fish swims straight past my kayak. And I see the whole fish. And at this point, this fish to me seemed like it was as long as my kayak. I mean, it just, it felt like it was in slow motion that this fish swam straight by me, it swam from the front of the kayak to the back of the kayak and just kept going. And at that point I knew after seeing the whole fish, I was like, oh my gosh, this is way bigger than my biggest muskie ever, easily 40 inches. And I yelled to my friends over and they're over on the other side of the lake. Like I can see them and I would have to yell really, really loud to have them hear me. And so I just yell, 40, 40, huge fish. I didn't really know if it was 40 inches, but I knew that it was around there and it could be bigger. Um, but then, like I said, it swam past me and it swam past me straight by me. And then this fish was so powerful and so fast that my kayak did a complete spin. Like I was pointing towards the land, towards the shore. And then this muskie spun my kayak around like nothing. Like it didn't even matter. Spun my kayak around. Now I'm pointed out the middle of the lake. And this muskie's just like taking me out to sea basically. Taking me out to the middle of the lake. I had no idea how I was going to get this thing in. Because I'm in my kayak. I'm basically at the mercy of this muskie. It's huge. And 
Um, so I fought it for a while and my friends were able to get, kind of get the kayak over there and they were probably halfway around the lake and you know, I, I was in my kayak, so I didn't have, I wasn't able to bring my big net. So I kind of had my bass net, which I had caught a couple like 30 inch pike in that net. But once you get a fish that was as the size of this muskie, uh, I really, I thought there was no shot that this fish was going to fit in my net. But what you do when you have a net that's too small for the big fish is what you have to do is get the head of the fish in and then you have to scoop up and hopefully you just hope and pray that the rest of the body kind of goes in the net. And so this was just like, it was like made for the movies, just like perfect story that I got my first chance to get this fish in the net. It was pretty tired after fighting me for about five or 10 minutes. And somehow, some way I got the net scooped the head and then scooped in the rest of the body just kind of like perfectly like circled in the net and I had this fish in the net and it was literally filling up my entire net um I had no idea what to do at this point so I'm just I had to start yelling and screaming to my friends get over here get over here get over here please I got it in the net I caught it and then I'm also just screaming out for joy and everything and so at this point I've got it in the net I'm shaking like visibly shaking and I bring it to the shore and I get in the water. Like I, I'm in my kayak. There's no way I was going to be able to handle this fish from my kayak. So I got in the water, I'm holding the net. I'm trying to hold this fish and, oh man, this fish was so big. And the lure, the lure in itself was like a 12 inch lure, but that fish had just gulped it right down. And my friends finally got over there and they started freaking out too. They're like, holy cow, dude, that thing is massive, just huge. And so we finally get it measured and it measured in at 46 inches, which was, I thought, I thought looking at it that it was going to be 42, but then we put it on the measuring tape and it turned out that it was 46 inches, which was just beyond my wildest dreams, um, of anything I've ever caught or could catch. So it, I mean, I was shaking, visibly shaking, and this fish was probably around 20 pounds. We didn't get a weight on it, but uh, we got a measurement of the stomach and of the length so we can get an accurate um, estimation of the weight. But it just, beyond my wildest dreams, um, definitely the, the best fish catch I've ever had in my life. And um, I just think it is absolutely crazy. I just spun my kayak around like it had no issue at all. So, um, yeah, those are my three stories. I The one with the pike winking at me, I'll never forget that one. I'll never forget my first big walleye and I certainly will never forget my first big muskie at 46 inches that fish is going to be very hard to beat um for probably for the rest of my life too so um just extremely blessed that I've even had the opportunity to catch these fish um and to have these fish stories that's always that's always one thing that you kind of take for granted sometimes you have these fish stories and you you don't really get to um, appreciate it sometimes that the opportunity and the place that you were and the time that you were there and how lucky, how lucky you truly are to, um, catch that fish and be in the presence of such, such great animals, um, that are just, just amazing creatures and beautiful fish. Um, but, um, to finish out this podcast, uh, my, my goals, uh, for these three fish are pretty, um, they're goals that I think are pretty attainable. Uh, for the walleye, um, I didn't have a good walleye year. I caught, I did have a goal at the beginning of the year. I told myself I wanted to catch 10 walleye, which for me, I don't catch a lot of them. So 
I ended up beating that goal. I caught probably 25 walleye this year, which isn't bad by numbers, but I didn't catch any over 20 inches. So my goal next year is to catch a 20 plus inch walleye, which I think is very attainable. You just got to put in the work. And then for pike, funny enough, my personal best is 30.5 inches, so 30 and a half inches. And I have caught a fish that is 30 and a half inches three times. So I caught one in Minnesota that was 30 and a half. I caught one in Wisconsin that was 30 and a half. And then I've caught one in Indiana that was 30 and a half. So for me, I just really want to break my personal best northern pike, which I think is very attainable, but it's going to be a lot of hard work. Just, just one that's 31 inches or bigger would be just something that I've worked for years and years for. And as for muskie, uh, I would want to catch more than one in a year. So I caught my very first muskie last year in 2021. The only muskie I caught this year was uh, the one story I told you guys about in my kayak. So next year, my goal is to catch more than one muskie. And I think that's very attainable. I just have to just have to go to where they are and do my best to catch two in a single year, which I think sounds good, but that means I have to make 20,000 casts. So that might be a little that might be a little uh, unattainable, a little crazy number. Uh, Twenty thousand would be, but uh, I just wanted to take this time at the end of this episode to thank you guys so much for tuning in this season and throughout all these eight episodes. I really enjoyed making this podcast for my class, and unfortunately, this is the final episode of the season and the final episode of this class. Um, I, I had a lot of fun making this podcast, and uh, I had a lot of fun with my friends and. Just want to thank them for being on and being flexible with doing the podcast with me and talking about my fishing stories and talking about their fishing stories and opening up to you guys. So um, just wanted to thank you listeners for listening and tuning in. And without further ado, you heard my fishing stories this year. Do you believe me? See you next time on Fish Believe.